What up, guys? Welcome back to Off the Bird, where we talk about whatever we want, but instead we're gonna talk about Jumbi, baby, baby. Jumbi! What happened to the Jumbi? Oh no, we're gonna shut down. Everything's gonna shut down. I do have to give a big shout out to our fan base out there yes. who are supporting us during these hard times coming into our shops purchasing our merch because thanks to y'all buying things online, we were able to survive the 2020 hard times, man. Yeah, so for those of you guys who might be new to like, oh, what Jumbi is, so me, Joe, Casey, Tiff, Gio, like a bunch of our, David, a bunch of our friends were invested into a bunch of food groups. Jumbi's one of them. And our goal is to bring high quality matcha to the masses and make it affordable. And we do have two shops that you guys always see us post about one in West LA and then one in City of Industry or Roland Heights. And uh, our goal this year, before the whole like crazy pandemic and shutdown was to build out franchises and a lot of you guys have inquired about it, which is why we have, uh, is it two shops open in New Jersey? Uh, one is, oh, I mean, we're, yeah, we're gonna make several, but one is opening up around February. Yeah, one in New Jersey. I visited and it's fucking huge. Yeah, and we have a couple open up in Texas and I think people are always asking where the next one is. And then so we have quite a few inquiries in Toronto. So it's slowly popping up here and there. Like you said, Tehran. I was like, fuck what? out there. Iran? <laughs> Tehran? I don't know exactly what that for. I think that's yeah. Iran. Toronto, yeah. yeah, but we have a, a, a like, you know, one couple inquiries in Toronto. Oh, that's tight. I think it would be really cool. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm too busy now, but if I could, once I move into Vegas, I would love to open one in Vegas. Yeah, same here. I, I think like that Vegas is gonna be a no-brainer. Cause you remember that one spot, like in downtown Summerlin? Like oh. that just that place just looks like a place that'd be perfect for yep. a Jumbi. That's the spot. Yeah. yeah, it's like this big shopping center that's like modern, has all the new stores like Lululemon or Apple, and it just it feels like you know Old Town Pasadena. Yeah, like it just feels like a pretty chill place. It's brand new and doesn't look like rent's too expensive. I think it'd be popping. Yeah, we got really lucky during this year because um, a lot of our friends who like own restaurants and stuff like that, they don't have an online arm. Presence, yeah. So um, when we had to shut down earlier because of, you know, like lockdown rules, those two, three months, you know, we weren't getting any, we were just not open. But the way that we were able to survive is the online like, sales we were able to like pay rent through that and then keep some of our staff on and and i think that really was important because people that didn't have like um like a website or whatever that they can sell stuff online or do online like to go orders or whatever they they really lost out on that rent and lost staff yeah. yeah plus i think it's dope especially for Jumi because a lot of it started with their fan base but then eventually in the communities that they are they grow so like people that are walking by or see yeah. it uh, but the rest of the people online wouldn't get a try unless they come out here. Yeah, yeah I like think the that's actual the cool drinks. Thing yeah. Is that our, like the people that are opening up these Jumbies are actually our fans. Yeah. Like we, we haven't had any people yet that don't know who we are. So first of all, they're kind of like-minded because they already like our content. And usually people that watch JK News or whatever, they're already, our similar personality, like they like the same kind of comedy, the lifestyle, whatever. 
So it just molds really easily. Just like our uh, our first East Coast franchise, um, Josh, the Mushroom King, like, like we became like legit friends from this whole process because he already been watching JK News for so long and he already likes like who we are as people. You know how small of a world it is? Uh, Joe's mushroom partner, Josh, he gets coached by Stan. Yeah. So yeah, Stan yeah. is our head trainer at Barbell. It's just crazy, like the ecosystem is just yeah. it's cool. It's really cool. It is, and we all have mutual friends and it's so weird. And just uh, when I went to go visit him, right, I met this other dude on another film set and he lives like a couple blocks away, grew up next to the farm. And it's so weird how like it all, it's all connected. When you go to the mushroom farm, is it like literally a row of mushrooms? Is that how it grows? Like, like uh, wheat or corn or not? It's no, like, it's, it's, they're all in hoop houses, like greenhouses. Oh. Yeah. It's all inoculation, right? Like inoculated wood and stuff or? Yeah, so it's all above ground. Oh. Like it's kind of like um, in these hoop houses, like they have like these shelves. And then all of these logs are on the shelves. So that means in the same amount of space, you can technically really maximize yeah. space and grow a ton of mushrooms. Yeah, it doesn't require that much. So there's very low like impact on the eco. Yeah. Um, you don't toss up the dirt. You don't destroy the environment. It, it takes wow. very low acreage. So it's, it's, it's like a really good business. What about the mushrooms that if do the pores, like if you don't seal the doors, do the pores accidentally go outside and now there's mushrooms all over the outside too? No, because it has to be climate controlled. Like they, it's difficult for them to just grow like on the dirt. Yeah. They have to- um, They favor wood chips and like favor- Yeah, they need dead wood. So mush, the, well the shiitake and the ones that we have, like oyster and whatever, they, um, they grow in like dead wood. So, in the natural, like, you know, forest. Or yeah, yeah. They're there to kind of like metabolize that wood that's kind of dying and shit. Yeah. Plus, it's like the inoculation, like mycelium, that's just like an internet underground. So they can like just be st stored there until like perfect weather conditions. Yep. So you could take like a land and just fill it with like um, dead wood chips and there's like rain or mist or whatever. And then just the next day, it'll be mushrooms everywhere. Yep. That's crazy. I remember when I was a kid and then like, let's say it rained, and the next day I go in the backyard and there's mushrooms, I'm like, what? And then I would take it in, and I'm like, mom, look at this. And I don't know why, but my mom always thought mushrooms were poisonous. She goes, wash your hands. They probably were. Were they? They were? I'm surprised you didn't stomp on them, because yeah. I couldn't wait. I was like, it rained, and then we run out and kick the shit out of these yeah. mushrooms. It was like the same thing with dandelions. Like, the second yeah. you saw one, like, as a kid, you might pick it or blow it. Now it just became a fun thing to kick. Oh. You oh. kicked the shit out of a mushroom. <laughs> Taika just played with his first dandelion, like, literally last week, because he was, like, looking at flowers or walking around, and then he was like, oh, what's that one? And I'm like, uh, before I could tell him to be gentle, he went and grabbed it, and as soon as he pulled it, it went like that. He's like, oh. <laughs> he started grabbing all the oven, and they all started just blowing. You didn't teach him how to and make him fly? I was trying to. I was gonna, oh, he just grabs him? And he just moves so fast. That motherfucker doesn't know how to blow shit. Out. You, know, like, you can't like, blow? Like on Bart's birthday, he blew out his candles, and this was just like. <laughs> yeah. But it's cute. It's like the softest blow, too. Yeah. Does he blow up? I don't know. He's, he's not blowing at the candle. Like if there's three candles, he has to blow like six times. That's fucking hilarious, yeah. dude. Wow, that's so funny.
Yeah, you know what's crazy is um, hopefully this farm that we're trying to buy in, in Central Coast goes through. And then what we want to do is um, do some type of like camp system so like people could come visit. And it's like a perfect like social distancing farm tour thing where like you can come and like uh, like learn about mushrooms and whatever. But there's a place to like park your RVs hook it up and hang out and all that stuff. And so you guys could come in and like camp there and we can just hang out and do that. Oh, cool. Yeah. How come you guys chose Central Coast versus like, I don't know, like uh, Utah or Nevada or like any other like, or San yeah. Diego? Um, it's all about weather, like climate. So like right now where he's at in New Jersey, uh, during the summer, it's way too hot. So the mushrooms don't really grow. So he doesn't, he can't sell enough, right? And then so he looked at all the different perfect places in America to open up a farm. And it's the Central Coast. Because usually if you want a farm, you go in Fresno or Central Valley. Land is cheap. You don't want to buy land around Santa Barbara. It's hell expensive. All right. You know? But um, it's mainly for the temperature. Uh, so he can grow year round. I think the, even like the, I think the guy, Paul Stamets, the one I was on Joe Rogan, like I think he was from, he was like studying uh, mycology and like yeah. mushrooms out of Santa Barbara. Yeah, I think just a perfect good, place like, to like yeah, school for that. Yeah. Oh shit. Maybe yeah. just because of temperature also, wow. and the climate. Yeah, but it's it's a it's the weather is nice, dude. We were there during the summer, and we were just chilling. Like, man, is it seventy all year round? Like, pretty much. Yeah. Damn, that's that Mediterranean weather. Yup, but you know, like. We need massive loans when it comes to getting farms and stuff like that. Yeah. We also have to make sure we don't have debt when you're putting down a down payment and all that. Yep. And good thing today's video is brought to you by Upstart. Yeah, baby. If you're trying to move up in life and you want to get a house or you want to get a car or you just want to get loans to expand to business, you need to have all your finances in order, which is why we love Upstart, because there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high interest credit card debt, which is a huge killer in people's finances. Upstart is the revolutionary online lending platform that lets you know that you're more than just a credit score. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. So you can skip going to the bank because it's completely online and they offer loans from a thousand bucks all the way up to 50,000. Wow. So you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. And Upstart makes it really fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day, which is extremely fast if you've ever taken a loan out. Over half a million people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. So free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry up to upstart.com record to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com record. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your, provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. With their uh, partner, your mushroom partner, does he have other plans 
Like, is he, was his goal to be like, I'm gonna be the mushroom mafia? Or was it just kind of like one thing led to another? You, you, you guys worked on the e-commerce thing together and he goes, oh, I'll get another farm and it just kind of organically grew? Or did he have a giant like vision? No, um, so he is actually, he went to school and, and graduated in finance or something like that. Yeah. And he was, a, he, was a, he was into banking, like all, like that Wall Street world, you know? Yeah. I think he did mergers and acquisitions or like buying and selling businesses and stuff like that. And that life was just crazy and not his style and, and just, you know, it just felt empty to him. And, um, you know, he grew up on this farm. His dad started it in the 90s or something like that. And when he decided to kind of help him out with the accounting, he realized that his dad was losing like 50 grand a year, every year. So he's like, how is he surviving? So out of just like rescuing the family, he was helping out the farm and then with his more like like business, business brain yeah like investing mind he brought those like high level banking like like it's like a business way of thinking to farming and so with that he was able to just cut all the losses and make more gains and he just kept tweaking it and then he turned it into a million dollar farm that's like breaking bad where he took the chemistry aspect to <laughs> yeah. making meth He's breaking mushrooms. Yeah, yeah that's tight. <laughs> yeah, and then so after that, uh, he got to a point where he's like, I wanna try something different. And he would, he was thinking about opening up a boba shop. And then he heard on JK News that we were like, yeah, we're gonna, you know, franchise Jumbi. So he's like, oh shit. Well, I already like, you know, the JK guys. And I think he came and visited Barbell. Yeah. And then so he visited Jumbi out uh, by UCLA. And he was like, man, this is a really cool concept. So that's when he hit up, you know, Jeremy and, and they started talking. And then so at the point when things got serious and when he was really to, like getting ready to sign the franchise, that's when I was like, let me let me check this guy out and see if he's like right for us, you know, because, you know, we care about like the people more more than like if you have enough money to be a you know franchisee. And then I talked to him on the phone and I was like, oh yeah, this guy's cool, man. I like him. And um, I invited him over. We were hanging out at my place. And then like, you know, you came over for dinner. Like we all got to know each other. We went camping, all that stuff. And he was like, man, I always wanted to do something where we get this into the homes of people. And he's like, I, I kind of thinking about like a mushroom kit or something. And I'm like, yeah, like a chia pet, like let's do that. And I brought over my buddy Alex and then for the e-commerce side, and that's how we kind of invented that. And then he's always wanted to come out to the West Coast, but he didn't have the support. And then now with us, he feels more confident because once he gets up and going, you know, like he's gonna have us. Cause he knew that he would have to do West Coast anyways to make things cheaper and for expansion. Oh, just cause uh, the 24 seven able to grow mushrooms. Yeah, and he's, um, he's already in Whole Foods and stuff in the East Coast. So like- Shit. Yeah, if he's already got those clients, it's pretty easy for him to go to Host Foods in the West Coast. It's just that his trucks don't make it out here. Yeah. Or like they do, but it won't be fresh anymore. Yeah. So it makes more sense to open up a farm. He just didn't want to be lonely. So for like, I guess with now, with our support and us, that's gonna, we're gonna help him out with everything. He doesn't feel like he'll be coming out here by himself. So it all kind of evolved. 
uh, because of that reason. I'm sure everyone always asks about what about like the psychedelic mushrooms and there's yeah. you know there's states that are allowing it now. Is that yeah. something you guys Colorado going into? Well, we looked at the economics, um, even with weed and all that stuff. Yeah, and it is lucrative in the beginning, but we feel that it's going to be saturated and other bigger companies are gonna come in and take it out. Oh. So it's a lot of money to like get it going. Same with marijuana, right? Like there's a lot of farms right now that are popping up and um, there's people that are putting in like 20, 30 million dollars. Uh, there's several already in operation, but there's only so many people that are smoking weed or eating weed or whatever, right? And the, the farmers in California alone can supply not only the rest of the country, but like a lot of different countries outside of America. Oh shit. So it's gonna be oversaturated with competition that has way more millions than we do. So because of those reasons, it it's not something that you wanna get into. Yeah, because yeah. someone else just come in and take over. And the risks are too high. Yeah. Like the, once you get into that world, um, now you risk your legit shit. So for example, we have an account with Whole Foods, right? So if they find out that we're selling psychedelics, they might say, oh, sorry, we don't wanna be with that kind of branding. That's something that we even face too in the gym world where like, you know, before there's all like just commercial gyms, like LA Fitness 24 hour. And then when like more of like the warehouse hardcore gyms started popping up like us and like some of our friends we opened up, we're like, okay, cool, seems like a safe space. And then I think once the big gyms start seeing that, and then you start seeing like the big gyms start having a straight up like CrossFit type setup, like we were kind of scared a little bit. Oh, we're like, yeah. oh fuck, cause yeah. these guys got money. Yeah. Cause it was those people that were like, don't slam weight, don't do this, don't use chalk, don't like, don't do this stuff. And then the rise of this through us, they're like, Fuck, all right, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's do it. Like overnight, yeah. I would see a LA Fitness and they just like took out like 30 treadmills and now this is the hardcore Damn. section. And then I was like, oh fuck. But the good thing is I think like community and culture, it, you can't buy that, you know? Yeah. Like for people to really care about the members and I think that's what really kept people going. So yeah. like that didn't last long. Like they do have the equipment, but they just don't have the community like a lot of these I think they set it up for us also in a good way because we don't lose out to them. But like say uh, in other places where people want to do the stuff that we do, they couldn't because of that. So that's why it was smart on them. But if we ever opened up in those densely populated areas, we would take all their business. Yeah. From all the gyms that like fake having those spots, like from the commercial ones, they'll all come to us. Yeah, I even looked yeah. up like in Vegas, we actually have a huge fan base in Vegas. Like a lot of our orders come from Vegas, so it, it would make sense. Ooh, so it's possible. Vegas. It's possible, not for sure in the first year or two. Yeah. But maybe in five. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be super sick. That'd be really cool if we get a Jumbi there and in the gym. Oh, that'd be crazy. You know, like, Cause it's it's cool because it's a way for us to access our viewers face to face. Yeah. And they get a piece of like what we've created, and it's like a community that we can just create a web all over the world. Yeah. And it just gives me an excuse to do meet and greets. Like hopefully we can start doing like cool, like we could find a way to do meet and greet. Like I was even thinking about like doing a plexiglass situation. 
Oh. And then like <laughs> people could come through and then we can like say what's up. And then that's a way I can meet a lot of people without risking anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or they have to get sprayed down with the water hose. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, right, could meet Joe and he walks <laughs> Or you get doused by like a whole can of hand sanitizer. <laughs> and then it's just a virtual Joe, like through a screen. Oh, that's a projection. Like Joe's actually not here yeah, right now. Ever. Oh, that sucks.